Jake Lloyd, and this is the DC Scores Podcast. We are taping this on a gloomy Friday, the 22nd of August, and man, I love that song. Uh, no joke, I was up in Acadia, Maine, uh, doing some vacationing last week, and I was listening to, that's uh, Psalm 1, her uh, songwriter residency with America Scores, where the rapper uh, taped songs with kids from 12 schools across the country as part of the ASCAP songwriter residency. Um, The kids went through a three-day process of coming up with a topic and then recording the song with the professional rapper in the studio. And I'm telling you, I was jamming out to this while driving all over the island up in Maine. Uh, That was It's Math Baby. Of course, that was Psalm 1 with the D.C. score students from Shaw Middle School who now go to Cardozo Education Campus. What's going on, everybody? It is great to be back on the podcast with you. It is a very exciting time at D.C. Scores. I think I say that every time that we have a podcast. Um, Just a reminder, you can subscribe to the D.C. Scores podcast on iTunes. Um... We are on the cusp of the fall 2014 season on September 6th, uh, the Saturday. We are having our annual coach kickoff where we will have close to 200 coaches representing our 47 schools come out to Capital City, uh, Capital City Public Charter School and get ready for the season, which will then kick off on Monday, September 15th. With soccer practices two days a week, poetry sessions two days a week, and of course, of course, that fifth day reserved for DC Scores game day. But as we get ready for the season, it's also uh, very exciting because we have several new members of our team here at the office. We now have a staff of 17 full-timers, including four who have just started in the past couple of weeks. So I'm going to use this podcast to introduce you to the newest members of our team. And we are going to start off with Josh Friedholm, who is the volunteer and outreach coordinator. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm uh, happy to be back here at DC Scores. So I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. Well, you mentioned uh, being back here at DC Scores. So you were actually an AmeriCorps VISTA member here at DC Scores in 2008-2009, which is the year before I came here in the same role. 
Uh, just tell me about you know the experience of, of going through that for a year and now being back with the organization five, six years later. Yeah, uh, so I was in AmeriCorps Vista right out of college. Uh, you know, the first job can always can be a, a little, a little scary, but uh, I was really lucky to be placed here with DC scores through AmeriCorps Vista and just enjoyed my time so much. I mean, it's hard to find a job where you get to hang out with kids a lot and see them playing soccer, reciting poetry. That alone is awesome, but then just kind of the the atmosphere that exists around here and the ability to do all these things with events, you know, program, uh, you know, getting to write grants, all these different things was really unique. So uh, it's it's very exciting to be back, but, I mean, more than anything, it was kind of the, the team atmosphere that you see from the parents, the students, the staff, the coaches. That's really something unique and you can't find anywhere else. So that part was what really pulled me back in. Well, it's certainly great to have you back with the organization. Let's talk a little bit about what you've done uh, in between. Um, you were a special education teacher at Powell Elementary School um, for third and fourth grade. Um, Powell, of course, is now a DC score school. Uh, we got the program there just after uh, your two years there, but just tell me about the experience of working within the DC public school system. Yeah, uh, so after my time at DC scores, you know, I, I got to see the school systems go in there, see how they functioned, and it really kind of sparked my interest in teaching. Um, I come from a, a family of teachers and uh, people interested in education, so uh, that was there too. But I applied to the new teacher program and was lucky enough to be accepted and ended up at Powell, which is just a totally amazing school. Um, they have some really great teachers and are doing amazing things there. Um, but I was a special education teacher for third and fourth grade students mostly. Um, I worked with a few other students and a few other grades, but I think it was a really unique position because I got to move around so much from class to class and see different students in different ages and different teachers as well. Uh, it was also challenging because I didn't have my own classroom, um, but I think I was able to take all these things that I saw from these great teachers in different classes and really kind of make myself a better teacher through that experience. Um, and I really, really loved it and I'm excited to go back to Powell uh, and I actually helped to uh, submit the DC scores proposal uh, my last year there, so it'll be great to see uh, the program in action. Yes, you made it happen, um, and Powell is now a flourishing program for us. I clearly remember their Poetry Slam performance from last uh, December. The kids all dressed up as chefs and uh, created a poetic recipe for success, which was really cool. But um, what was, Josh, the most gratifying aspect of being a teacher for those two years? Uh, for me, it was just really getting to hang out with the kids, uh, and that's kind of what brings me back here, I guess. You know, it was great when kids would finally learn something that you've been working on for weeks and just they took forever for them to get, or when they made a you know huge leap on a test score, or when you know the whole class was you know working in motion and you could just feel it like a great lesson. Those were all great, but I kind of really just liked almost hanging out at lunch, at recess. Uh, after school, when I was an after school teacher, uh, those moments you kind of got to really meet the students on their level and really just kind of get to know what happens in their lives, what they're interested in, all of that. And I think that really kind of speaks to what DC Scores does and why I'm back here. Great. And then, uh, then you went to Mexico. 
You went down and taught in Mexico City uh, for a year. Tell me, you know, what motivated you to go to make, you know, such a big change location-wise, and what do you, what will you remember most about that experience? Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, there, it was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. They basically asked me if I could be down there 10 days after uh, they offered me the position, and I figured, you know, I've never really lived outside of the country, um, and teaching is a great way to kind of get out there and do something in another place. Uh, so that was really cool. I didn't speak a word of Spanish, um, so it was a unique uh, circumstance in that regard. Um, but I worked uh, with second grade students, um, teaching the whole run of subjects, you know, history, English, science, uh, math, everything. So it was a really cool experience because I got to teach all these different subjects and really realize, you know, the kids come from a very different background. This was, you know, a very wealthy neighborhood in Mexico City. Um, and But really I realized it wasn't that much different than teaching in D.C. public schools. And I thought that was something that I was able to take away, that even, you know, going to a whole other country, a whole other, you know, group of people, and it's really the same thing. Um, so that's something that I took away from that and I really enjoyed. Uh, and beyond that, just kind of all the experiences I had getting to travel through that country, you know, meet different people, live with different people was awesome. Um, and, you know, a few words of Spanish, so that's good, <laughs> but uh, I still need to, to work on it a little bit more. Yeah, that's always something I regret. I took three years in high school and then I stopped and my college didn't have a requirement. I really wish I had stuck with it. But, um, do you have a most memorable experience or experiences from your time in Mexico? Yeah, uh, I really, really enjoyed going to see uh, the pyramids right outside the city. They're just about 45 minutes outside, and they're huge. And, you know, you have Pyramid of the Sun, Pyramid of the Moon, and it's just massive, and you have a ton of people there. Um, and I, the first time I went, I was just blown away at how large it was. And, I mean, it's something that if you're in Mexico City, it's so easy to do, and you got to go, for sure. Very cool. Um, and then you, you went back home to New Jersey, to your uh, hometown, and you worked at your high school uh, helping with fundraising. Was that for the past year, correct, or for a uh, year? A little bit less, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I then traveled for about four months through all of Central America, which also was a cool experience, not... not very easy to plan out a four-month chunk, chunk of time, but so that was great. Um, then went back to New Jersey, worked in my old high school, um, worked in development and fundraising, and kind of got to see a whole different aspect and kind of get back into the development side of nonprofit work. Uh, and so that was a great experience because I hadn't done it since DC Scores, basically. Um, so it kind of you know sparked that interest again, moving away from teaching, and was part of the reason I'm back here today. Yeah, I mean, that creates such a smooth transition here back to the organization. And we also have, you know, this is a new position, this volunteer and outreach coordinator. So kind of tell me, you know, what are you most excited about, about this particular position and about the role you are now playing at DC Scores? Two weeks in, what, you, <laughs> what excites you the most? Yeah, it's still, uh, still pretty early on, but I'd have to say I think I'm excited kind of about transferring my passion to these new volunteers that we're going to get and kind of hoping to make them into people who can champion the program for us. Um, because I know every time I got to go out to a school and referee games when I was working here as a VISTA, uh, that it really, you know, just brightened my day and made me realize the work that we were doing was so meaningful. Um, and so I really hope that I can, 
you know, place volunteers in the schools that work for them and make them just have a great experience with these kids, which is pretty easy when you run such an awesome program that they can go and see the Poetry Slam and realize how, like, wow, just be blown away or go to a game day, referee a game, and have a whole lot of fun. And I think, you know, being able to facilitate that experience is something that really excites me. Very cool. Uh, let's finish with some some fun facts here, Josh. What is your? I know you're a huge soccer or football fan. Yeah. What is your favorite team? Who do you follow uh, the most? Tottenham Hotspur in the English Premier League, all the way. Uh, you know, I used to be a basketball fan, a football fan growing up. Um, my dad really got me into watching Premier League, and his team was Tottenham. And every Saturday or Sunday morning, I'll be up at you know. I for sometimes 7 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever it may be. This weekend uh, we're playing uh, QPR at 8.30, so I'll be up bright and early on Sunday morning to watch that game. It's a lot easier to watch these games now, right? I'm not actually a big uh, Premier League or you know international soccer fan outside of the World Cup, but all these games are on now, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, now they, they have an app where you can watch every single game from your phone if you need to. So, I mean, I remember back in the day having to go to, like, a bar an hour away to find it. Um, so that's uh, a big change, and it's pretty awesome. Very cool. Um, what is, let's talk music, or who is your current favorite artist or even your uh, your favorite poet? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, for I'm a huge music fan, so mm. I'm going to concerts as much as possible. That's one reason I'm super excited to be back in D.C., because New Jersey is pretty hard to get a concert, and Mexico City... Has some good concerts, but not you know American artists that I listen to on the regular. So I'm I'm happy to go to the 9:30 club again. Uh, my favorite band is Local Natives. Uh, I've seen them a couple times now. Um, hopefully they'll be touring again, so I can go see them at some point soon. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to take me to some concerts because I gotta admit I am out of the loop. Don't make it out much. Uh, that is gonna. Be, can we add that to your job description? I, I think we can do that. DC's <laughs> got some great venues. So you know, nine thirty club, best best club in the country. So you can't really beat that. Cool. Let's make it happen. And finally, you've lived in DC for you know a good number of years. Tell the people what's what's your favorite place to eat in DC. You know, it's. It's a. It's been one for a long time. Ever since I first moved here, good stuff uh, down at near Capitol Hill Burger Joint. You know, I think people always talk about Shake Shack and all of that, but I think it's the no contest. Uh, good stuff beats it every single time. Go get their burger with uh, barbecue sauce and onion rings on it, and get some uh, chipotle mayonnaise or sriracha mayonnaise, and you're good to go. So always, every time, good stuff. You heard it here. Good stuff on Capitol Hill, folks. Well, Josh Friedholm, it's been great having you on the podcast, and it is even better to have you back at DC Scores. Thanks so much. And, folks, you can contact Josh at J Friedholm, that's F R E E D H O L M, at americascores.org. Uh, get in touch with him, sign up to volunteer. Uh, you won't regret it. It'll be a great experience um, helping out the organization. Uh, this year. Josh, thanks again for joining us. Awesome. Thanks a ton, Jake. Appreciate it. And I am now joined by Greta Poku Ajay, our new alumni coordinator. Greta, how are you doing? Good. Good. It's great to have you here. Uh, this is your first week here at DC Scores. And not only that, uh, what's really exciting is that this is a completely new position to the organization. 
Um, I know you just started, but uh, tell me how excited are you to be a part of the DC Scores team? Um, I'm honored to actually be a part of the team, to be chosen for a new position, like you said. Um, it's exciting, and it's exciting to know that everyone had faith in me to, <laughs> to, to take this project on. So it's exciting, and I'm excited to be here. Of course. So in, in this position, uh, Greta will be working with our older school youth to formalize a program that gives high school students, once they get out of the, the main D.C. scores elementary and middle school uh, program, something to continue to do in an organized fashion uh, during their high school years, as well as connecting them uh, with other programs mm -hmm. that can really help prepare them for college. Um, so, Greta, before talking a little bit more about that, let's let's talk about uh, your background. Um, um, tell, tell us, uh, you know, where you went to school and then kind of what you've been doing since then. I went to the awesome Pennsylvania State University. <laughs> I am a Nittany Lion at heart. Um, I don't know if we'll get along. I'm a Wolverine. I'm from <laughs> Ann Arbor. <laughs> um, we'll try. <laughs> um, yeah, so I got into... This field in terms of after school and working with youth around 2007 um, at a mentoring organization um, around Penn State, working at a high school there uh, for about four years before I moved to D.C. Um, then I worked with younger youth, so elementary school, and that was completely different from working with high school knuckleheads. So um, I quickly found my way back <laughs> to working with high school kids. A lot of people think I'm crazy, but I love working with that age group. Um, so that's why this was perfect, uh, being able to to identify with the DC scores and, and I love what they do, and then being able to work with their alumni, which are their older youth high school um, and newly entering college students. That was like a dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tell me more. You you, you mentioned their knuckleheads, and I yes. <laughs> at times, and I certainly uh, <laughs> can see you know what you're what you're talking about there, um, but. What keeps you motivated to continue to working with them? You know, I, I don't know how I even got into the field. I'm not sure. I can't even remember how I got to the first meeting, uh, really. But I just love working with youth, and I love the conversations, especially with older youth and hearing their ideas about things and what they think about in terms of the society and the world around them and, and how they plan on being a part of that or changing that or fixing that um, and just hearing what they want to do and they're so brilliant to me um, and bright. So I just, I love it. The conversations alone is what keeps me working with older kids. Absolutely. And yeah. kudos to you for, for, <laughs> for doing that because I know I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but one thing we do have in common, in common is you were in AmeriCorps uh, VISTA. Yeah. You were actually a VISTA leader for the After School Alliance um, National AmeriCorps Project. And you were an AmeriCorps VISTA member at Maya Angelou Public Charter Schools. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of just tell me overall about your VISTA experience and um, what you really got out of it. VISTA was interesting. I didn't really sign up for AmeriCorps um, for, like, the service part. It, both positions or both times I signed up for VISTA was had to do with the organization and what they were working for. Um, Maya Angelou is a alternative school here in D.C., um, and they were looking for someone to bring in volunteers and tutors for their mentoring and tutoring program for both their middle school and high school. So um, again, going off of previous experience and passion, that's what really led me there. Um, and after that, I went to After School Alliance, and they're an advocacy organization um, for youth 
um, and making sure that youth have access to quality after school programs. So again, that was like another interesting organization. And um, it was an interesting position because I never got to meet any of the VISTAs, <laughs> except for once. They were all spread out all over the um, country mm -hmm. in different states, mm -hmm. like, like California, Florida. Um, so it was interesting in terms of professional development and getting used to like long distance management and things like that. So yeah, it was really, it was a good experience. I learned to be very resourceful <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> on a AmeriCorps budget uh, living at the poverty level. Um, we yeah. can talk about that all day. I mean, <laughs> I, I day. did it for two years here at DC Scores. I am forever grateful to food stamps for helping oh, yes. to get me through that. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but let me tell you, living in Washington, D.C. on that AmeriCorps stipend, uh, that was a very difficult thing to yeah. do. Yeah, I look back now and I wonder how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right, like when rent is more than one check. It's like, how did I do that? <laughs> exactly. I think I sacrificed my social life for oh, two yeah. years. But oh, uh, yeah. it was Where worth it. All the free things are. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and thankfully, uh, D.C. has a lot of free things mm -hmm. that you can do. So <laughs> that helped me get by. But definitely not an experience I want to go through no. again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, Greta, you know, tell, let's talk a little bit more about this uh, position that okay. you're that you're taking on. Um, you mentioned you know how much you love to work with older youth mm -hmm. and their ideas. What are some just ideas of yours that you kind of bring to the, to the position, and what are you excited to really get working on here as you start um, things? I would like to continue um, having our our youth, our alumni, work on. Um, maybe like the poetry side um, or give them an outlet for that um, for an outlet for soccer you know with their old teammates or, or people that they remember on the field um, so I would like to continue that even though they're not a part of DC scores anymore in terms of programming still giving them that access to to the service learning to the poetry to the writing to the soccer um, so that's something that I really want to look into and then also you know giving them or helping connect them to things that they're going to need, you know, like how do you write a resume or how do you write a college essay, you know, how do you prepare for the SATs, things that they're going to need in order to be successful. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to talking to them, seeing, you know, what they want or what they need from us and what we can do for them um, and keeping them <laughs> in the D.C. Scores family as well. Absolutely. Um, I occasionally get to interact with our <laughs> alumni when I go out to, to programming. I mean, they're so great as volunteers for I us at that. game day and as well as summer camp. So you will have a lot of fun with them and be highly entertained. I can guarantee you that. I believe it. <laughs> so let's do some uh, fun questions here okay. uh, to let the people know a little bit more about you. Uh, you mentioned Penn State University, but what are is that your favorite sports team? Uh, what do you follow sports-wise? Football, yes, of course. Um, and then NFL is the Giants. Gotcha. And I really don't follow any other sports. You won't make no. a lot of friends uh, in this area. <laughs> I don't think Not so. me. I don't care. I'm just saying in this area. <laughs> um, what about? Although there are, there's a huge Penn State community. Yes, in DC. yes, there is. Yeah, we're everywhere. They really are. <laughs> I, it's funny as a Michigan guy when I moved down when I moved here five years ago. The first time I saw someone in a Michigan shirt, I got all excited, and then I quickly realized within a couple of weeks, this is not mm -mm. Uh, uncommon <laughs> at all. They're all over the place. It really is Big Ten country. Yeah. Um, officially now. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your favorite music? Who are you into these days? I have a really weird and wide range of music tastes. So, <laughs> like, 
I don't know. I listen to a lot of artists that nobody knows. <laughs> so then it's, it's kind of sad. Like, oh, you want to go to this concert? And they don't know who I'm talking about. Um, but for example, like Little Dragon is coming to D.C. And I'm excited about that. And I think I'm going by myself. So. <laughs> well, I was I was just telling Josh earlier, I am way out of the music scene, and he's big into it, and I was like, hey, take me to some concerts, so I might Don't hit you that, up. Don't say that, because I will send you thing. so many emails. <laughs> Get your tickets. Um, yeah, but I love all sorts of music. Um, so, I don't know, neo-soul, rap, pop, like electronic stuff. It's, yeah, I like it all. Cool. <laughs> And uh, what's your what's your favorite food? What are you um, into? I can eat pasta, cereal, and pizza for the rest of my life. <laughs> and, like, give me that, some water, and some iced tea, and I'll be okay. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds like you don't have a problem uh, getting enough carbs. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Well, every now and then I sneak in a salad. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you um, what do you like to do outside of work? Um. I like, I have a niece, and she's my favorite person, so I like to go uh, see her as much as I can. Um, my family's from Jersey, so that's where my sister is. Um, free stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like music, poetry stuff, um, yeah, anything. Uh, I've been, like, catching up on shows, so Netflix is, like, my best friend. What's your favorite um, uh, current TV show? Right now, I'm rewatching Oz. I never watched Oz. So I'm watching Oz right now, and it is extremely interesting. <laughs> extremely interesting. I've had some weird dreams at <laughs> night because of it, but um, yeah, I'm rewatching Oz. So gotcha. Well, I just added Netflix as well, so um, hopefully I can start uh, watching some shows as well. We can have some discussions around that. Cool. Well, well Greta uh, Poku Ajay, yep. uh, it has been fantastic talking with you, and Thank it's great you. to have you as part I'm of the DC Scores team going here. forward. Thanks so much. Thank you. Now, I am now joined by Aaron Cannon and Zachary Gomes. They are our new AmeriCorps Coach Across America members. Fellas, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. It's great to have you guys here. You guys have been with DC Scores now for two weeks, and you recently just got back from um, the Coach Across America uh, Summit up in Boston this past weekend. Um, kind of tell me about that experience. You want to go, Aaron? I'll go. Well, the training was very good. Um, it basically was things that you already know, or things that you think you've used, that you that you think you've done but you haven't really thought of doing it and following through with it. And it was just a unique way of how to of how to put together certain tools and certain aspects to how to achieve greatness from your kids or the or the people that you're coaching. And it was just a great experience. I learned a lot of things, new things, new techniques, um, met a lot of people. It was just a great experience and I would love to go back again if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, I agree with Aaron. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I was uh, thinking that it might be more about like logistics, so I wasn't looking forward to that. But it wasn't. It turned it out. It turned out to be uh, about. I learned a lot of new things. I met a lot of great new people. It's always nice to be in an area where you're with a lot of people that share the same passions as you, and um, it was it was a really great experience. 
Cool. So you guys will both you're both working with uh, Carlos Fonseca, our uh, soccer program manager, and you will be handling all operations of the DC Score Soccer program, as well as coaching at schools um, throughout the year. But let's uh, let's delve a little bit into your backgrounds and what brought you to DC Scores. Um, Aaron, you were born and raised in the DC area. But then you went off to uh, Central Christian College, kind of in the middle of Kansas. Can you uh, tell the people what uh, motivated you to to make kind of such a big change in terms of location? And then just also tell us about that experience where you were a, uh, you earned conference honors and uh, All-American nominations as a Division II basketball player. Well, um, going to Kansas was very different, Um, but... I think it was good. Um, not only was it in the middle of nowhere, my college was also a Christian school, so we had a lot of we had a lot of rules following the, um, the Christian aspect and the culture, covenant wise. You had to sign a covenant. Um, it learned me a lot about uh, expanding my spirituality as far as Christianity and learning about other religions and why they do their their separate religion and what works best for people and and doesn't. And going to that school, it also helped me to, like, stay focused and helped me to stray away from certain distractions. Growing up in the Washington, D.C. area in the city and also going to um, previous colleges before I graduated from Central Christian, um, they were in city-like environments. And so sometimes the things that you deal with are things that that may not be for your best interest. So going to that school, it really grounded me and made, gave me a new perspective perspective on life so I really owe a lot to Central and the people that I made people I made friendships with and my coaching staff and I felt that it was a good experience and I wouldn't change it and take it back and I got to Central by earning a basketball scholarship there where I played and did very well and and were selected for different honorable mention teams and it was just a great experience overall. Great. Uh, what was it like just, you know, living kind of in the middle of, uh, of Kansas in the prairie? Did you, were there any tornado situations? I mean, we don't see many of those around here. Actually, my part of Kansas, I was in central Kansas, so we didn't have a lot of tornadoes, uh, tornado watches or, her, or tornadoes overall. But we did have a couple of episodes, and those episodes was kind of frightening. We had shelters and um in our basements of our um, dorms, and so we had to go in our shelters, and sometimes we was locked in for several hours, which was crazy. <laughs> and your shelters have no, you have no service, no nothing. It was just one ping pong table, so you basically was talking and playing ping pong or sleeping. Who was in the shelters with you? It was just rest of the guys in the dorms. It was just the rest of the guys. They split it up between genders. Um, so also, I guess that was some good bonding time. Right, and also. Um, a couple of guys with tornado, um, tornado catching, so where they go after the, tor- the tornado, which I thought was very different. I wasn't, gonna, <laughs> I wasn't gonna indulge in it. That's but. an extreme sport right there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and, and, so Zachary, you are originally from Albany, New York. Uh, you went to the College of Saint Rose. Um, and since that time, you've really got a lot of experience both in the States and abroad and, and you know, youth development through sport, um, including uh, time in Ukraine with the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Just tell us about that experience. What really got you into that? Well, um, I decided I wanted to do the Peace Corps. 
I've been working with kids and youth since I pretty much was a youth myself, uh, working at swimming pools and ice skating rinks, teaching younger kids how to swim when I, by, when I was like 16, teaching 10-year-olds and stuff like that. So I always thought I was pretty good at working with kids. And I really wanted to, uh, I'd spent my whole life in Albany, New York, where I you know, born and raised there. So I really wanted to expand my horizons. I took a trip to um, Cape Verde, which is an island uh, chain off the coast of Western Africa, kind of near Senegal. Um, and I, I got a really great opportunity to go there. And we were doing, we were passing out like soccer equipment to several um, different villages. So after that experience, I knew that I needed to continue traveling abroad and uh, experience more cultures and uh, continue, I wanted to continue working with sport. So I applied for the Peace Corps. It was an extremely long process. Uh, it took about a year to get into it. And I, they, I thought I was going to be sent to Africa. They continuously told me, you're going to Sub-Saharan Africa. And then about a month before I left, they said, okay, you're going to Ukraine. And I was uh, a little, you know, I, I didn't know what to think of that at the time. I had not pictured myself in Ukraine. But uh, after about a day of pondering over the situation, I realized it was kind of, I just wanted to go somewhere. So I, I took the Ukraine position. I was a youth development volunteer. Um, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I lived in southern Ukraine. Well, I, I trained right near Kiev in the capital, like in the middle, the smack in the middle of Ukraine. And I lived with a, uh, I lived with a 75-year-old babushka for the first three months, and that was an experience. She knew she didn't know any, she didn't know any English. Um, I was learning Ukrainian. It took me two weeks to find out that she was speaking Russian to me. So I didn't understand anything she said. But we'd sit down together and eat dinner every night, and that was a great. Um, you know, it certainly was. It was. I can't believe I was there sometimes. It's still, well, and I returned four months ago. So four months ago, due to the political situation and sure. um, the events that are happening there, we were sent home. The Peace Corps was closed. And that's what kind of brought me here, which is probably something you're going to ask us soon, what brought us here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm curious uh, for both, from both of your perspectives in terms of, you know, playing sports but also, you know, teaching through sports. What, to you guys, makes sports such a powerful tool for, for teaching lessons and for youth development? You want me to go? Sure. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's mainly, well, first of all, it's a great tool for youth because it's a lot of fun. And you're able to engage kids in a, in a, in a positive way for their, physically. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a great tool for that. And then besides that, uh, it just really translates to life lessons quite easily. Like you can always make a um, a connection between you know determination, focus. Uh, what are some other key words like perseverance. that? Perseverance. Uh, perseverance, honesty, sportsmanship. There's just so many life lessons that can be taught through sport, and um, I just uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much it. I don't I don't see sport for me. I know Aaron, Aaron kind of went far in the sports world after high school. I kind of petered off with my. Um, <laughs> I didn't my even make it to high school. <laughs> <laughs> so so for me, I see I I uh, I I really see sport as a great way to develop. 
kids into great into productive members of society. To piggyback off what Zach said, I everything he says correct. Um, also, I think it teaches a kid how to how to harness work ethic and channel it channel it into like a positive thing for themselves. And it can lead to other things. So even though you may not make it in the sport that you're playing, you can use that work ethic to apply it to your school or to your instrument you play or whatever that may be. And I think that's also a good way to understand what it takes to get there. A lot of people see LeBron or they see Kobe or they they see Serena or Venus Williams, but they don't see the work ethic that they put behind the scenes. How Kobe, he takes... He sleeps almost every other day, and the rest of the 24 hours in a day, he's working out. He, he is, work, like, the he, most he competitive works out, He works out ever. more than he has downtime. <laughs> right. More time than he spends with his family and stuff, because he just wants to be that great. Not so, to say the family isn't important. The family is important. <laughs> However, he knows, how to, he knows how to channel it and make it and, and make himself be great. And sports is also a good tool and a good outlet for kids to let go of any frustration or any worries they may have being home. A lot of kids come from different backgrounds, um, whether it's being disadvantaged youth or you've been privileged. Sometimes privileged youth have have problems that we don't detect, but just because they're more privileged, we just think everything's okay. So they it's a good way to get all that frustration out and just in a positive way. And I think sports is just a positive way. And and I think that sometimes um, in our position, we're, we're being trained and we come from backgrounds where we're doing it in a positive way. But a lot of coaches and a lot of people, sometimes they focus on the negative way on just winning or losing and not developing the kids and other aspects or develop, developing them in the sport. Because sometimes a kid can be good in the sport, but they, they're just beating their peers, but they still don't know how to develop their skills to be good overall. So I think sports overall is just, just a good thing for kids and the youth. Absolutely. Um, and for both of you guys, you know, what attracted you to D.C. scores in particular? What brought you to our organization? I mean, Aaron, I know you're you know, big basketball uh, background, and Zachary, obviously you've done a lot in different capacities, both here and overseas, but what about our program in particular brought, brought you here to this position? Um, I, I came here because... Well, first of all, when I was sent home from the Peace Corps, the Peace Corps is a two-year, well, 27-month commitment, and I was sent home early. So I, it felt right to continue with, uh, I was sent home about a year early. So it's, it felt right to, to commit myself to another year of service. So doing AmeriCorps was a great way to, um, to fulfill that goal. And uh, actually, honestly, what... Uh, attracted me to DC scores was the combination of um, sports, poetry, and service learning because I think it's a something that a lot of sports programs often overlook is the idea that you know I mean we're I like I, the whole program itself attracted me because we were taking all these different forms of expression and giving them to kids and um, it's. It's, I think it's really important and a great model. So it was, for me, it was something I could learn from. So I wanted to, I wanted to learn. I know I, I'm here to teach the kids, and I hope to teach them. But in the end, it's usually the kids that teach you maybe a little bit more about yourself, a little bit more about how you react to situations. And uh, I'm really looking forward to learning this year 
um, new new methods, new skills, and learning from an already established um, organization within the D.C. area. Um, after I graduated from college, um, I was looking for something to do as far as professional-wise. Um, I stumbled across the position, and then at first I didn't know really what it was, so I researched it, looked it up, and I seen that it promotes it promotes um, kids that have education and fitness awareness. And the fitness awareness basically is soccer. And the education part of creative writing poetry. And so what I've seen is that all my volunteer experiences, all my, all my experiences working with youth, I've basically done that, but with a different sport. But I can provide those skills and assets from that sport and apply it to soccer. So I felt that I was just as, I was just as worthy for this position, even though I played a different sport, and so I took injury to the position. And also, with my background and my major being in sports management, I thought it would be a good learning tool and good stepping tool to take this opportunity to learn more about it and to dibble and dab and to see what I really wanted to do within within my major, within my career sports, because I know that I want to do sports as a career, but I don't know what asset or what what I really want to do, what particular direction I wanted to go. So I felt that it can give me some time to really figure out what my real passion is of doing within the realm of sports. Sounds great. And I know uh, Carlos is very excited to have you guys on board, and you guys are going to be a really fun uh, soccer team um, as the season gets going here in a few weeks. Uh, let's let's finish thing, things up with a few uh, fun things to Really let the people know uh, more about you guys. What do you guys like to do in your in your free time? Play basketball, <laughs> listen to music, um, watch um, ESPN First Take, um, and just relax. Just relax. That's all I'll say. Uh, I like to play pickup soccer. I'm looking for a place to do that right now. I think I found a place. We've got our staff playoffs on Saturday. I would love that's tomorrow. Can I tomorrow? That's right. (laughs) See you there. All right. Uh, I like to play pickup soccer. I enjoy reading. I like movies. Um, Just kind of relaxing with friends. Great. Uh, Okay, guys. Putting you on the spot here. Favorite sports teams. Ooh. Um. Me personally. I, if I had to pick a home team, most favorite sports team, I'll pick my home team just because I just want to show support. So your DC teams. Yeah, I'll say DC team just to show support. I feel, sure. I feel that wherever you're from or grew up at, that should be your team. I couldn't agree more. That should be your team, no matter how bad Could they are, how good they more. are. If that's where you're from, then you should support your team. But we all have different opinions on that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Giants fan. Um, in the National, sorry, Giant, New York Giants for NFL. In NL, I, I like the Dodgers because my father's from Brooklyn, and my dad still has kept with the Dodgers. So I guess that kind of goes with your guys' ideology. But we'll allow it. Okay. All, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all my friends hate this, but uh, I'm a Canadians fan over the Rangers, and I'm a Knicks fan through and through for, for basketball Knicks. That's understandable being yeah. from Albany. And Albany, we're, we're only three hours from Montreal, but I guess we should I should be a Rangers fan, but I'm not. I've always liked the Canadians. 
What uh, what are your favorite music artists, or what are you really into? My favorite is Jay Z, hands down. Um, I like to listen to a lot of different things. I like to say I have eclectic taste. <laughs> um, but my favorite is Jay Z. I just like his story and how it's from rags to riches. And um, but yeah, I like to listen to a little a little of everything. Zach is Zach. Uh, I haven't listened to something the other day. I'm trying to figure out who the artist is, but it sounds very good. <laughs> this is Sil- Sylvan Esso, was the name. Yeah, I need to get that album. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> I like uh, I like all, all types of music. I used to be a jazz snob. Like I used to just listen to jazz music. But I was uh, playing jazz in my first year of college. I was a jazz trumpet player, and I thought that if you really wanted to do that, you had to drink your coffee black and just <laughs> listen to jazz. But since that time, I, I know. You've branched I love out. everything, yeah. I honestly can say I like all types of music. And final important question here, what's your favorite food item, guys? I don't have a favorite food. Um, definitely don't have a favorite food. I re- I can. What I will say to this question is I, before moving to D.C., I heard everybody say, go get some Ethiopian food. That e- I like culture, cultural foods, so uh, ethnic foods. So any any... Opportunity to try some new ethnic food. Awesome. I tried some Ethiopian food, and it was absolutely delicious. So I have a confession. I've lived here for five years. I have not had Ethiopian. You should do it, Jake. I've never. It's, it's <laughs> really, really good. I've never. I'm a very picky eater. I that, like fried I chicken, rice and gravy, <laughs> string beans, the whole nine. I, I'm very picky. My goal this year, well, one of my several goals, and maybe I'll put this in my personal goals, I want... Aaron to try more foods. I'm going to start bringing him in food. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's okay. have Aaron branch out. We, right. we have Food Truck Friday throughout the year. There okay. are a ton of food trucks. Take him down there and have him try a new food truck each Friday. I'll even be willing to like buy one or two of those meals. Not all of them, but one or two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Aaron Cannon, Zachary Gomes, it's been a pleasure having you guys on the podcast. And more than that, we really look forward to having you as our soccer coordinators through the Coach Across America program um, during this year. Thanks again for joining me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was great having all of our new staff members on the podcast. I hope this really gives you a little insight into the makeup of our team going forward. Um, we're very excited to, to start the fall 2014 season with 17 full-time staff members here. But, of course, uh Our program would not be possible for 1,500 youth at 47 schools plus our older youth program that you heard about from Greta without the incredible coaches, close to 200 uh, this fall, as well as volunteers. They make it all run. So thank you again for listening to the DC Scores podcast. As a reminder, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, You can also find the podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash dcscores, and on Twitter, follow us at dcscores. Well, we started the podcast with some uh, Psalm 1, and we're going to finish it continuing with the song Math Baby, performed by Psalm 1, the rapper, and the kids at Shaw Middle School a couple years ago. Thanks so much again, everybody. Have a great day.